ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, uh, man, it's it just doesn't have the uh, the same effect coming in the second time. I still am not used to this idea that I'm supposed to be recording this as a podcast and not just as a live video. Uh, we'll get it one of these days. It doesn't help that um, uh, more chaos, always, always more chaos in my life. And uh, tonight I was getting things set up and uh, changing lighting a little bit. I'm not, I'm still not sure that I love this. I, st I need one more. We're, we're getting there. Uh, we're, we're, we're figuring it out a little bit at a time, but um, as I'm getting all of this set up, uh, more chaos with, with children. Um, my oldest uh, is sick again, because why not? And um, I could just hear yelling from upstairs that I had to go run and, uh, and deal with. So uh, there's that. And so that's fun. Um, the uh, <laughs> the point of all of this, though, is not to actually be a show. I mean, it is a show, but um, the point is to hang out and uh, for all of us to have a drink together and uh, and just talk about everything that's happening in the world of uh, craft beer at large, uh, bigger craft beer in the world outside of, of here, but also uh, craft beer here in Cincinnati. So um, because of that, it's just about us hanging out together. Uh, so tell me what you're drinking, which all of you seem to be jumping on and doing already. Um, if you are listening to the podcast version of this, if you stumble upon this some other way other than the live show, know that this is a live um, it's a live podcast. We, we record it, uh, every Monday night at nine 30, we hang out together and we, we, we just, we drink together. So, uh, if you ever get a chance to jump on uh, YouTube or Facebook or Twitch and hang out with us and do this live, you'll kind of understand, uh, the actual joy of what the show is supposed to be, um, which is, uh, chaos, <laughs> like everything in my life. Uh, Marco is having a truth. Uh, Julia says, hi, party peeps. Marco says, hello. Um, Josh is also having a truth tonight. Uh, Elijah says, howdy. Um, let's see. Marco then says he's having a truth waiting for me. Here I am. Uh, Elijah is drinking Eyinger, uh Salvatore and a small pour of homebrew missing link Doppelbach Lincolnator. Uh, fun comparison to do. I would love to uh, to try that. Uh, Caroline, uh, I can't do it the way that Marco and Julia do, uh, is drinking a Merlot tonight. Uh, we do not, uh, we do not judge here on the show. You can drink, uh, you can drink beer or wine or spirits or a cocktail or, uh, some kind of hard beverage or a seltzer or anything. We, we don't care. You just, just drink with us. Um, uh, Julia says she is enjoying Wolf's Ridge walking taco Mexican lager with lime. Uh, Craft Parenting Joe wants to know if I'm remastering my intro. At some point, it'll get another refresh. I'm, uh, the idea is to kind of uh, refresh the, the intro uh, every, uh, I don't know, six months to a year, uh, probably closer to a year, just knowing how everything is. Uh, but no, not remastering anything. I uh, just can't, can't get anything together. I can't manage anything. Um. Uh, Caroline says Facebook is acting weird, so it's not just you tonight. Uh, it's acting weird with the live stream because I'm still not convinced that um, doing the uh, uh, the kind of scheduled events does not change how this whole live stream kind of works. I think that uh, I think it makes it a little strange. I could be wrong. I mean, it still obviously works, but 
uh, it's, uh, I don't know that it's uh, as, <laughs> as streamlined as it used to be, but whatever, we'll figure it out. It's not a show, <laughs> except it is. <laughs> we will definitely figure it out. Uh, I'm going to crack open a beer, uh, except I forgot it in the fridge. So hang on. I'm going to grab it out of the fridge. It's, the fridge is not that far away. It's, it's right here. Uh, hang on. I'm going to grab it. Um, I was going to I was going to give you guys a choice, but um, I changed my mind because I changed my mind because I want to drink this one. Um, this was a, uh, a gift. Uh, so thank you to 50 West for this one. Um, this is their new West Coast IPA, which starts a, a little bit of a discussion about what that means. Uh, Miles is drinking Keeneland Spring Lager from Country Boy. Um, I have not tried that, but that sounds good. What makes a spring lager? Because that is not a, uh, that's not a real style. Sean says you need a desktop fridge. Uh, I actually ha we we have one. We have like this little cool mini fridge that holds like I don't know like four cans, uh, but we keep it upstairs like in our bedroom. Um, we we put it up there when we had like little babies because you could take milk and just throw it in the fridge at night and not worry about it going bad, um, and it just has always stayed up there now. I don't actually think we put anything in it. It's just a fridge that sits on um, the desk upstairs in the uh, in the bedroom. Uh, but it, it would that would be good down here. It's probably loud. It probably makes too much noise. The fridge is like right there. It's like four steps away. All right. We have a lot of stuff to talk about tonight, but uh, West Coast IPA. Uh, oh man, I can smell it. So uh, obviously it is nice and bright and clear the way you expect a West Coast IPA to uh, um, uh, to look like. Let's see. Thoughts on Braxton Spur. I'm not sure it tastes like an amber. Maybe it's me. Uh, okay, we can start there um, before I take a sip of my beer. Uh, I I enjoy it a lot. It is definitely... So it's an amber lager. I think when people hear amber, they are thinking amber ale, which is uh, two very, very different styles. Um, both great styles, but um, an amber ale definitely has a little more, uh, a little more flavor to it. It's it's a little bit bigger. It's a little bit hoppier. It's a, uh, it's got some got some punch to it. Whereas an amber lager is not that. It's got a little, just a little bit of that malty kind of uh, backbone to it, but it's still super drinkable, super crushable, which is uh, what Spur is supposed to be. I enjoy it. Um, it's not a beer. Here's the thing with Spur. It's not, it's not the beer that I'm going to buy a lot of. Uh, if I find myself out and about, or if I'm looking for um, a six-pack to, to throw in the fridge for dinner or something like that, um, I'm I'm gonna drink it. <coughs> Excuse me, but um, it's not the beer that uh, I'm going to fill the fridge with, like a lot of other loggers will be. Um, but it's good. Uh, Caroline, oh Caroline, wants to know where the chat window is. Sorry, guys. <coughs> let's let's. Uh, I'm, I've gotten ahead of myself. Um, there's two ways to communicate with the show. You can call in. It's called the Drunk Line. Uh, there's number five, six, seven, 70 drink. Um, I may 
I may be shifting this a little bit. Uh, that's that's a story for a different day. But uh, if you want to call in, call in there. The phone lines are open. Uh, but the easy way, you can uh, jump on the chat. It'll come back in just a minute. Still don't know why it does that, where it pops up for a second, and then it goes away, and it'll come back as soon as you guys start talking again. So uh, there's chat. Sorry. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, all right. Elijah is back now. Um, Sean says that uh, milk fridge is a genius idea. Now it can be used for milk stout, uh, possibly. All right. <laughs> Sean says, I'm just glad that every time you cough, Marco doesn't call you out for having COVID. Um, I am getting over like some kind of a weird cold, but it is not COVID. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been very, I'm, I'm definitely a lot better than I was like a day or two ago, but man, I was uh, like, I was really coffee there for a while. It was, it was, uh, sucked. Um, but, uh, but I'm a little bit better now. <laughs> and now Caroline says, now we will. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, uh, I'm going to take a sip of this beer because we, we do need to talk about it. I'm going to, I'm going to write about it soon or make a post or a video or something. But, um, again, thank you to, uh, to 50 West for, uh, uh, for this one. Also, uh, we're drinking it out of the fantastic um, Be Gnarly Drink Local um, pint glass. So if you guys want one of these, go on the website. There's like, I don't know, nine of them left, I think. I made that number up. I can't actually see. They're in a box. But I can see the box. There's some here. Mm. It's super kind of, um, I would call it danky, but... Uh, still fruity. Uh, good. It says, catch a wave of hoppy goodness, a brilliant and tropical West Coast style IPA. It's uh, it's not bitter, which is something that uh, I'm I'm struggling with. I've been trying to understand what it means to be uh, not not only just what it means to be an IPA, but what it means to be a West Coast IPA, a New England IPA. Uh, maybe even hazy IPA. Um, I don't know what any of this is anymore. Cold IPA. Let's not even get into that. Uh, the world has uh, changed kind of um, by definition of what IPA is. And I, I think the definition of IPA um, in a much bigger sense. Uh, and I, I like that 50 West is kind of putting their foot down and being like, you know what? Uh, we are just kind of, we're going with what we think the style is supposed to be and, um, and defining it uh, on our own terms because it doesn't really make a lot of sense anymore. Uh, on the other hand, uh, I look at this or I taste this and it's just not, it's not as bitter as I expect it to be. That being said, I don't know that I want it to be more bitter than it is. I think that there's definitely room for like a, a piney, um, bitter, uh, resiny uh, IPA. And there's room for a soft, fruity IPA, like super soft, fruity New England IPA. Uh, and, and both of those are two kind of extremes of the IPA spectrum. And then there is, there is other places in the middle, and I don't know what those are supposed to be called um so 
I, I don't know. I don't I don't know how to define styles anymore. I guess is the, is the point. <laughs> Not that they uh, they don't matter, but um, it's uh, it's clear and it's definitely uh, hop forward, which I think is a West Coast IPA. I think. Did any of that make sense? Yeah, it's like it's like like super tropical, almost like a bubble gummy kind of thing going on. Mm. It's good. It's really good. Um 7.2% ABV. Yeah. Um, I do like this little, <laughs> they do this little thing now. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I assume this is with all of their uh, their beers. But over here, like next to the beer name, they have this little like symbol, this little, this little dot. And it says, style, IPA. I like that. Um, it's also a sleeved can which always makes me curious to see what's under it. We're going to dig into this and see see what can is under this. If it's if it's anything, it might just be a a blank. There was a uh, definitely a um period of time there where people were sleeving other cans that they had printed. <laughs> so it was like a fun little scavenger hunt to see what was under your can. No, it looks like it's just a blank can. Um Julia says, I certainly didn't consider it a West Coast IPA when I had it. It's good. But to me, West Coast should have a bit more of a bitter bite than this one has. Um, still good, though. Yep. Just blank can. That's, that was that was not as fun as I was hoping. Okay. Uh, let's, let's dive into this week's uh, craft beer, Cincinnati beer, whatever we want to call it, news. I also didn't test any of my buttons, so I hope all of our... Um, all of our things work. Uh, we'll start out with uh, there's no show this week. No, no Cincy Brewcast. There was um, no Cincy Brewcast last week either. There was no weekly pint last week. Uh, I've been uh, I've been kind of stupid busy. Um, in fact, uh, like really really busy. Um, the woods. There, we'll move over here. I was in the woods or as this looks like on the top of some kind of uh, horrible mountain, which is kind of true. <laughs> we went uh, we went hiking, um, which I have not actually taken like, uh, like an actual like backpacking trip for a very long time. Um, and uh, it was, I mean, it was awesome, but it beat the crap out of me. But uh, <laughs> so we were, uh, uh, or I say we, I was uh, super exhausted after the uh, the trip and then um let's we'll rewind i'll i'll, I'll walk you through the weekend <laughs> so i left um this was uh last friday so not this this previous friday but the friday before that it was when we uh, we left to go down there red river gorge um and uh we drove down uh hiked into the uh, the campsite which was not uh not a, not a terrible hike um but i mean it was uh it was a a hefty hike for uh how much crap i packed <laughs> um so it was it was a uh it was it was a lot <laughs> and uh um we uh camped on friday 
uh, set up camp, left most of our stuff at camp uh, on Friday, um, did a lot of day hiking on Saturday, um, came back. Uh, then Sunday morning, uh, we packed up early, had to book it back out, jump in the car, shoot all the way back up here, um, get in um, uh, get in the shower and kind of get cleaned up, and then get back in the car and shoot all the way up to Oxford because we, um, uh, we had my youngest's birthday party. So it was exhausting. Um, if you guys want to talk about, we can talk about the hike a little bit since you guys are asking some questions. Um, uh, let's see. <laughs> Joe says this is just the beginning. Next thing we know, the gnome will be an ultra marathoner. That will never happen. Um, I like being out in the woods. I do not like the uh, physical exertion of an ultra marathon. That does not sound like fun to me. <laughs> um, Caroline says that Red River Gorge can be a tough hike if you don't pay attention to the elevation maps. Uh, and then Julia says, what parts of the gorge did you hike in? Uh, so this is the problem. So I, again, it's been a very long time since I've been backpacking. Um, I was a Boy Scout growing up. Like I, I've done plenty of hiking in my life. Uh, I am much older now, uh, much uh, bigger now than I was when I was a kid in Boy Scouts. Um, I also, um, uh, I, I pack differently now than I think I did when I was a kid in Boy Scouts. Uh, uh, the food that I bring is different. The sleeping arrangements that I bring are different. Um, the comfort items that I bring are different. I pack booze now because I have to, I'm not going to the gorge and not, not drinking at night. Um, uh, so looking at the map ahead of time and looking at the plans ahead of time, uh, it didn't seem like it was going to be that big of a deal. We were like uh, maybe a mile and a half, uh, two miles, I think, maybe at the most, to hike into the campsite. Um, uh, up to uh, uh, Indian Staircase, if any of you guys have been there. Uh, I'd never hiked uh, up uh, Indian Staircase. Uh, I looked at pictures online, uh, looked at the map. It looked uh, like it was going to be uh, interesting, but not anything that I couldn't do. Obviously, it's not something I couldn't do, <laughs> but it was uh, far, uh, far more than I anticipated. I should have loaded some more pictures. Uh, if you guys have not been... Um, so the the hike in is is all pretty um uh pretty pretty easy. I mean there's there's a little bit of elevation but not too bad. Um and then you get to the very end of it. So you're already starting to get a little tired. Uh we were hiking in uh that Friday and there was rain expected. So we're already kind of stressed trying to make sure we beat the rain. We were already behind schedule because of uh life and um so we were trying to rush we get to the bottom of Indian Staircase and then see what we actually have to hike up, which uh, is a, a little intimidating if you aren't expecting it, um, uh, especially with a, uh, uh, a backpack on. Uh, so we, uh, we hiked up there that night, got camp set up at the top. We hiked, I mean, we, we camped at the top of Indian Staircase, which was uh, incredible, really, really great spot to, uh, to camp. Um, it was my first uh, first back backpacking trip where I uh, slept in a hammock. I thought, you know, why not? I'm I'm gonna go hammock camping um, because uh, because because I like sleeping in a hammock. Um, it was uh, 
it was great <laughs> but it also stormed heartily the the very first night uh caroline says have you been to the stone steps at mount airy forest um no i have not um the only thing i've done at mount airy is played frisbee golf i don't think i've ever actually hiked there <laughs> um so uh night one so we you know we had already kind of the night was already done we had already you know ate dinner and uh, sat around the fire and uh, smoked a couple cigars and drank and and did our thing uh and then the rain came in so climbed in my hammock got everything set up for the night uh and it stormed like a mofo <laughs> Um, uh, which was uh, kind of a fun test for me to kind of see how the hammock kind of held up in uh, in a little bit of rain, which it did uh, wonderfully. Uh, the only problem I had was uh, uh, part of the tarp. There were, you know, the so the the tarp that I use over my hammock uh, has uh, six stakes all around it. The two middle ones, both of those, somehow pulled up in the wind. Uh, I say somehow. The wind was was very uh, windy. <laughs> it was like um, I don't know, twenty five mile an hour gusts. Like it was, it was, it was pretty good. And both of those pulled out. So in the middle of the night, I I woke up and I saw them up flapping. Uh, I was still dry. I wasn't about to get out of my hammock and climb out and try to uh, to fix it in the middle of the night, and then get wet and figure out a way to dry myself off and get back into bed. Um, so as long as I was dry, I was not getting out. Um, but because of that, uh, a bunch of my stuff got wet underneath of the hammock, which kind of sucked. It was fine. I, I keep all my clothes and um, bags and stuff. It was, it was fine, but uh, it was a little stressful. <laughs> um, but then uh, day two, we probably did... It, was, it wasn't that. We probably did, I don't know, maybe maybe eight miles, something like that, to, uh, just around kind of the gorge there, around that area. Went up to Cloud Splitter. Again, another trail that I've never done before that was just absolutely just a blast climbing up that. Um, uh, but point of all of this, uh, come come <laughs> Sunday, had to book it back for um birthday party for, for my youngest and then uh, um, get back into the, uh, the swing of things for for this week and so did not do a uh, brewcast or weekly pint um, last week because this was probably not probably this was the busiest work week that I think I have had um, since I kind of took this whole thing on as uh, uh, my own my own company Um, it was uh, insane it was good uh, all of it's very good. Uh, a couple new clients and a lot of new stuff coming on, but, um, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was busy week. <laughs> Marco says that cloud splitter was a nickname for him in high school. <laughs> it was a cheek. No, we won't go there. Um, so that was, that was my week. This was my week. Um, kind of coming into to all of this and why, uh, things that probably should have happened didn't happen. Um, but, uh, there are still things that we should, uh, talk about. Um, I want to talk, uh, first off about, uh, consolidation. Uh, we've talked a lot about kind of, I don't know, craft beer and the industry and how it's changing and how it's evolving. And, um, 
Elijah says, very excited to see the McBrayer post. Absolutely love their whiskey. Great people too. Uh, yeah, I McBrayer, I love those guys. Um, love love the product. Um, it's actually torturing me. They're, the bottle is still sitting out there, uh, just on my bar, just sitting there. Um, they are not uh, officially a uh, repeat client. I did a very small project for them. Hopefully, we will work together again um, coming um, coming up, but um, as of right now, we we work together and we we we're we're, we're now we're not. <laughs> but the bottle is sitting there. Um, in theory, um, I got to return it to them. That's usually the way this works, unless they tell me otherwise. Um, uh, Marco says, "Who that be?" It's a uh, it's a it's a bourbon company. Um, Mc McBrayer, look them up. We um, so one of my. God, we could go down a whole other rabbit hole here. Um, one of my other clients is Revival Vintage uh, uh, Bottle Shop down in, in Covington. Um, I have talked about them a little bit on social media. Well, I should probably talk about them a little bit more here in the near future. Uh, they sell vintage spirits. So you go into this the shop, and everything in the shop is old old booze. Like it's old bottles, like dusty bottles is what uh, what they call them. And uh, you, can, you can buy a bottle of spirits that was... Uh, from the 60s, from the 70s, that uh, um, somebody's grandparents had just sit in their basement that they then sold to the bottle shop, that the bottle shop they can then sell to the public. It's a really strange Kentucky law and something that makes this really fun business be able to exist. So I love working with them. Um, I do a lot of uh, social media stuff with them. Um, but with that, they also... Uh, there's there's a lot of different levels to this. Um, they do uh, barrel picks with some other uh, um, uh, distilleries. Uh, they also, with this one specifically, um, they uh, uh, they they had the the McBrayer family come into the bottle shop um, to open up and try um, a couple vintage bottles of uh, historical McBrayer whiskey. Um, one of them was like pre-prohibition whiskey. Uh, one of the most fantastic things that I've ever, ever tried. It had this really cool, like, uh, like woody, um, tobacco-y, uh, there was a little bit of like a, uh, a licorice kind of note to it. It was just, just fantastic whiskey. So there's, anyways, <laughs> McBrayer's, uh, somebody that I came into contact with, um, from that, uh, uh, that client that then we're, we're, we've done some stuff together. Uh, Elijah says, I love the old mash branded vodka that revival has in their shop. Very fun to see. Uh, I'm not familiar with that one, but I will look for it. I will be down there uh, again this week to, uh, to shoot some stuff and I'll look for it. Um, they have a ton of really cool stuff. Um, anyways, consolidation. <laughs> I can't, can't keep all of this on track. Uh, this idea uh, this, the, or just the, the, what craft beer is going through right now is very strange and very hard to kind of understand. Um, we just, you know, if you look back like five years, we were expecting either, uh, Anheuser-Busch to come in and snatch up breweries or, uh, big breweries that were still craft to come in and buy up, uh, smaller breweries that couldn't kind of make it. And, um, and that's still kind of happening a little bit, but, not in the way that I think we thought it was going to. It's now shifting into this other thing where uh, small breweries are consolidating with other small breweries. Uh, the news just came out, uh, I believe, 
last week that uh, Cape May is acquiring uh, Flying Fish Brewery, um, two kind of smaller breweries. That's just on the heels of um, a whole like list of places in the last few years that have done the same thing. We talked on this show uh, recently about uh, Drake's, uh, which acquired Bear Republic, uh, two big names that we do definitely know around town. Um, Full Circle, merged with Speakeasy, uh, Carbon 4, uh, acquired uh, Ale Asylum. Uh, there's, I mean, there's, there's a whole list of all of these places that were smaller breweries that just were consumed by other smaller breweries for, for good reasons. Um, I'm also remembering now that the chat does not appear um, when I am talking about um, one of these news things. I wanted you guys to see the fun uh, message that popped up. Um, what is this? Overt Cosm? Uh, over on Twitch. <laughs> says, hi, I want to offer promotion of your channel, viewers, followers, views, chatbots. The price is lower than any competitor. The quality is guaranteed to be the best. Auto on. Incredibly flexible and convenient. Oh, come on. Does that work? Like, is somebody going to stop there in the middle of their stream? Like, oh, yeah, I got to go to this website. He, this guy could pr promote, promote me. Oh, this, this looks good. Um, Jeez. What are we doing? Um, so I'm interested to see where this industry is going because of stuff like this. I don't think that uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say there's like doom and gloom with uh, uh, the industry as a whole uh, because of um, because because places are merging with each other. I think that it's uh, uh, obviously good. Uh, anything that can save a brand. Uh, <coughs> I also don't know that uh, I don't know that it means that there's uh, a limit on uh, how many breweries we can have. I don't think that when a brewery fails, it's necessarily because a brewery <laughs> that was the exact same size making similar beer couldn't have still existed. I think that um, uh, there's a lot of a lot of different uh, aspects that go into a failure or a merger or a uh, closure or any of that. Uh, this is probably a much bigger topic than uh, um, we're ready for on the weekly pint. I think this is more of a uh, Cincy Brewcast topic one of these days. Like a, an entire episode we could sit and talk about uh, the direction of the industry and what it all means for uh, not just the places that are currently uh, uh, existing, but the places that uh, are coming. Um, sorry, I just got notification on my watch. Um, so that's um, that, something that's happening that I think that we should be paying attention to um, that I don't know that everybody is. All right, let's jump to the next topic. This is one that's a little more local that um, I definitely think uh, people can relate to a little bit more than that one and is uh, just as fascinating to me. Rheingeist. <coughs> and we're not talking about the introduction of a new beer 
uh, this, uh, what is it, hot rod, some hot rod something, uh, great, uh, beer for humans, great. All of these things that they're releasing are 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 great. Uh, this is uh, a kind of a a bigger a bigger thing. Um, their CEO Mike Parks uh, is uh, is out. Marco says, "Are you okay?" I heard a cough. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I just have phlegm in my throat. Just drainage. Um, Mike Parks, their CEO, is out after only. Uh, what a couple years as CEO, um, and they are bringing in uh, Adam Bankovich as their um, as their interim CEO. Uh, Julia says they released their CEO, which I guess is great. Uh, I, I I I don't know. Um, they they're being a little cagey about how they're talking about what happened with this changeover, so. They are saying that uh, Mike Parks, Mike, um, uh, just wasn't a good fit. I think it's the direct quote. Wasn't a good fit to uh, to Rheingeist, uh, which makes it sound like they let him go. Uh, but at the same time, uh, they don't have another person ready for that role, which is strange. Um, they they moved Adam Bankovich in, like I said, as interim CEO. Uh, in what they are calling a, uh, and this is a, this is a term that I've never heard before. Uh, it is a living interview. So they're moving him, uh, uh, in as an interim CEO and letting him kind of, I guess, uh, audition for the job by doing the job. Um, it's, 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 to me, it's pretty crazy. Uh, and not not it's not necessarily a bad thing, um, but it is um, it is a it is a strange move. Um, the <laughs> I'm trying to think of how I can how I can put my thoughts into this. Uh, the quote from them um, is that uh, I have some stuff written down here, so I have to read their actual words. Um, they said they have clarity now in how they want to invest in and build out the brewery. They're still working out precisely what that uh, investment looks like, um, but everyone is now rowing in the same direction. <laughs> um, um, uh, Bryant says uh, that that kind of clarity is something we didn't have a few years ago, but we do now. I feel good in our awareness of what the roles are of CEO and board. These are normal growing pains for a 10-year-old company. Uh, in just one week of working with Adam, we're getting this positive buzz from people of, uh, this is what it felt like in the old days. Uh, so I, th I think that there's some stuff in there that uh, kind of um, says a lot about uh, about the brand and about the business and about how they feel about themselves. And this is this part is just completely coming from me. Um, uh, hang on, let me read here. Uh, Caroline says, sounds, sounds like something's happening. Trying to prevent a scandal, maybe. Let's speculate. Uh, Joe says, it's interesting. Uh, who would make that decision? Typically, a board of directors and a directors in a public company. Yeah, the, the board of directors makes that company, or that makes that move. 
Uh, Marco says, you don't make a move as a business that big without knowing what your next move is. Uh, sounds like they did. <laughs> um, Julia says, reckless speculation time. Reckless speculation time. He was caught drinking only Zimas. Uh, and when he's <laughs> needs to wrap the brand better, his only response was, can you hand me more of those Jolly Ranchers? Um, <laughs> Michael says, uh, RIP RG Bevs 2022 to 2023. Uh, there is, there's a lot of good stuff here. Um, and a lot of things to talk about. So, I mean, RG Bevs was kind of, uh, his big move as a CEO was adding this in there. Um, I would not go as far to say, um, uh, that I would say RIP RG Bevs. Um, I cannot, cannot for the life of me, um, believe that uh, the Geist T is not a success. I mean, I I don't know on shelves how the lemonade is doing, but it's delicious. Um, so I I can't believe that RG Bevs as an entire thing will go away. Um, but you 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 might be on to something there. <laughs> um, uh, Marco says they are a business and always have been. Craft beer is the business they choose. But don't be confused. They are corporate. This is is where it gets interesting for me. Uh, Rheingeist has never felt more corporate, in my opinion, than they have in the last year or two. Uh, they have taken on a different feeling, um, bringing on a CEO and um, letting him kind of direct things. Uh, I, f- I feel like we're going to see a shift back into uh, a different mindset from the company. Maybe I'm wrong, um, but uh, I'm I'm excited about that. Uh, Elijah says, uh, my, reckless, my reckless speculation is that they are pivoting to, to all barrelage beers. I'd like that. No, I wouldn't like that. Um, um, I like the barrelage beers, but we need some other stuff. Uh, craft parenting joe says it was the 19 point whatever ounce cans uh caroline says when i toured in 2014 they came across more as uh more of a we're doing this because we think the market is going to be big not tied to a home brewer that was pretty good they've always been a bit more businessy (laughs) and julia says reckless (laughs) um uh i I, I get where Caroline is going with that. Like I, there is a feeling there that is different than a lot of other breweries. And it's again, not a bad thing. And I, if you take a tour at uh mad tree, which I assume they do tours, um, uh, you probably would get the same feeling of kind of that, uh, uh, polished corporate mentality of the tour. Um, probably even at, uh, Braxton, um, I anticipate that the tour there is probably kind of the same thing. Um, but it's it's not... I don't know that it's the the company itself that uh, that does that versus the uh, the, the facility and, and kind of the way it's set up. And um, I don't know. Uh, you know, there, there are places um, that uh, um, are probably a little more corporate that... Uh, uh, don't uh, d- uh don't or do give that feeling somebody's calling hang on hey you're on the weekly pint who is this 
Well, hello. Hello. Noom. Hello, Noom. This is Marco. How you doing, Marco? Uh, I Doing great, buddy. I uh, just want to say, uh, you know, a long-time listener, first-time caller. That may or may not be true. Hey, first-time uh, caller tonight. I just want to say, look. Yeah, tonight. Uh, I just want to say, um, uh, look. With this uh, Ryan guys, you know, COO, CFO, CEO, whatever it is, talking point, what, whatever, whatnot. Um, you know, we all love to embrace our brand as local and and love it, and we love that. You know, Ryan guys has moved up in you know one of the uh, biggest uh, 20, as far as barrels. 23rd yeah, third in the country. Uh, 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 we we love that. Uh, we we love that. We embrace that. We we have um, helped Ryan guys catapult to that as locals. I um, you more than anybody a, else on the show tonight by your drinking of truth has done that. Well, on the show tonight, I yeah, mean, I yeah. don't want to claim you know anything by volume. To, you know, take <laughs> anything away from anybody else by volume. Uh, but, uh, they're a business. This is corporate. And, and, and I, 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 I don't know how I can, I, I think this is might disappoint a lot of people, but this is, this is a business decision. Well, let me, let me ask uh, you this. In, period. In your opinion, does this and decision, I have no, I have no insight. Course, I have no course. insight. I have no nothing. I'm just telling you, the way business works is business. This is and this so, is nothing anyways, but go re- ahead. This is nothing but reckless speculation from uh, the Weekly Reckless Pint. speculation. <laughs> uh, do you think that this decision to uh, to get rid of the previous uh, CEO and bring somebody else in? Do you think that this is more of a corporate decision than they were making before, or do you think that this is maybe a shift towards? trying to be less corporate than they were for the last year or two just in your uh, more more corporate you think that more corporate okay uh, absolutely i this is my opinion i have no insight into anything i don't know anything this is more corporate period this is more corporate they are uh the the, the bottom line is the bottom line sure and What's happening is, um, you know, crafted as a category is flat or slightly behind two, three percent, depending on what, you know, uh, metrics you're looking at. Um, you know, uh, Ryan Geis, wonderful, wonderful progression. Uh, but the uh, barrels for craft beer and craft beer ba- uh, brands uh, in the top. And then, especially in the top of the city, right? Not at all. Not at all. Uh, what you know, any of them have projected in their five-year plans going uh, back to 2019. Obviously, right. uh, things were different uh, in 2020. Uh, but as uh, you know, everyone's able to do everything and you know, whatever, uh, come back around, uh, not have rebounded the same way. And then, 
you know, advertising campaigns are strange and, you know, you've got, um, uh, you know, the two owners of, uh, uh, mad tree doing, uh, local commercials for LCNB on TV or something <laughs> I, like that. I didn't see that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I saw him tonight. I saw him tonight. You got, uh, that's great. Uh, uh, Brady, Brady and, uh, um, yeah, but anyways, they're they're doing uh, local commercials for for a local bank. Um, oh, man, but anyways, I gotta, I gotta it, look it, for that it, now. It, Somebody find me a link. Uh, they're there. A couple a couple of bearded dudes doing uh, LCMB commercials, uh, talking about um, you know uh, talking about the brewery. Uh, it's 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 something. It's a thing. But anyways, it, it, this is. You know, this is um, I I don't know I don't know how to put it other than the big guys are trying to stay big, the people in the middle are just trying to stay. They're just grasping at straws, trying to stay in the middle, <laughs> and then everybody everybody under them is trying to uh, like hunker down local be what they're trying to be. And then uh, as uh, people under that, who, whether it's they're out of their, out of their skis with um, debt or, you know, just uh, came into the business and, and did, you know, just unfortunately didn't have the right people around them to know what they're doing. They're, they're trying to find a soft exit or whatever. We're, we're in a strange time, you know, Things are happening, and there's still a lot of people trying to come into this business. And so the, the 10,000, 11,000 um, um, people registered with the uh, Craft Brewers Association, right. um, there's going to be a lot of flux. I, ultimately, I think it's going to be a net zero where the people leaving with the people coming in are going to be, I mean, essentially a net zero. But what you have is probably um, people, you know, um, acquiescing or, or selling to other people, um, people coming in, just like uh, the, the ownership group that was wanting to have their own brewery, but they right. wound up buying Listerman. You know, some of that stuff happening, just a lot of stuff happening. There's, there's, um, a, there's, there's a lot of, like, but, a lot of strange, like, almost like cultural things happening is, is the way I put it. Like, uh, and, and, and yeah. to me, like, that's, what's so interesting about this round guys thing. It's like, I don't care about, you know, a CEO change. Like that doesn't do anything for me as a drinker, except the culture of the company. Like to me, yeah, uh, I, and, I, and and there are two like very distinct like feelings. Like you're you're saying that it's it's way more corporate. Uh, I got a text from a person that wants to remain anonymous, uh, another uh, beer person here in town that says it's way more corporate if they want to keep growing, um, which I I know that they do want to keep growing, even if it's like small moderate growth. Rheingeist wants to keep growing. Uh, uh, and then, you know, uh, uh, Michael Amons uh, puts a good point out here. He says, Adam Benkovich is an OG Cincy craft industry. Uh, he interviewed with me when I tried to get a job at Cavalier back in 2013. He interviewed me. He interviewed Michael when he was trying to get a job at Cavalier. 
Um, I don't know him outside of that, but I view this as getting more beer focused. Uh, that's that's my that's my view of Adam Benkovich. He worked uh, for Stone for years. I mean, he's he's a beer guy. Like he is he is not only a local yeah, guy, no Cincinnati. Well, he is a beer would, guy. Wouldn't whereas, you need to be that? Uh, no, wouldn't the, you need to have those credentials to have that. To no, have that title. No. You, I mean, you, you couldn't you, have that title. You should be. I, mean, I couldn't have that title. But the, the last guy came from like a pizza company. He, you know, no, he, but a pizza company, but uh, was was a CEO, CFO, or CEO, sure, sure, you know, like, a, a CFO or something like that. But you, you and I couldn't have that. I mean, just because we care about oh, the I company, could, oh, I could totally care run, about right, guys. because it's. It, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know, I know, right? I mean, you and me both. I mean, let's just, I mean, you know, but but uh, it's it but, is a shift. No, it is I mean, a, but the thing is, it is a very to me a very distinct shift in culture, which is is the uh, fascinating part. It's it is that's, it, that's a wonder. That's a that's a wonderful ideology, and yeah. that that's beautiful. You know, I I think that's that's wonderful, and if that's the case. That's fantastic. But let me tell you something. You know what they care about? They care about making money. They care about making money. And at the end of the day, once they, once they are fully, fully, I don't know if they are fully, once they are fully employee-owned, yeah, they care about making money too. And they can be bought. Of course, of course, and, and and I mean, and and I'm not saying that they will. I'm not saying that this is a step to that. I'm just saying that look, wouldn't that be the biggest joke make, in the world if after all of this bullshit and, they, and <laughs> Ryan guys finally matter. shifts to employee and, and then like uh, like you know, uh, New Belgium, New Belgium, <laughs> New Belgium, did it's like, it. yeah, thanks, New Belgium. Now did we're sold. <laughs> I'm telling you, no, is, no, no, no. I, look. They don't. They don't have to do it. They don't have. I'm. I'm not saying they're gonna do it. Oh, I'm no. just saying. Look, any business needs to have profitability to continue. Right. And like, uh, but a lot of these smaller craft beer, uh, you know, businesses are just kicking the can. Like we're good this year. Right. Let's. Let's roll, you know, let's roll to another year. It's, We're good. Any, let's like roll any, to another year. Like, like a you lot know? of and, small and they businesses. Have, they have, and, and yes, of course. And then, and then at some point they say, hey, uh, the transition to, you know, a kid or, you know, to uh, another family member or sell the business, yeah. you know, wh- whatever it is. But, but I'm telling you, I mean, you go employee owned, what do the employees want? They want to say, oh, we want to stay independent. We want to stay craft. And then someone comes in and wants to write a big check. Ah, what we want to do is we want to have, uh, we, we want to be secure. And thank right. you for that security. That's wonderful. Thank you. That's, that, that was our, uh, it wasn't really what we wanted to do, but that's what we're going to do anyway. Yeah. So. Uh, so I'm just telling you, bud, no, um, I, you know, I get it. Friend to friend. I know, get it. <laughs> you know, for the, for the, uh, you know, hundreds of people that are, that are listening right now. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying, saying, look, I mean, just, just be cautious. Uh, that's, that's all I'm saying. Uh, we can be so. idealistic and, and, uh, want something bigger out of our beer 
then maybe they realize that they're able to provide if if that makes sense i, I as I, you know i i don't want to just drink beer because uh i why do i drink the beer that i do like you know at, at the end of the day like what is the reason that i walk up to the shelf and i pick up a beer like there are like there are big things well, that... I ha- I have Go ahead. Yes, there are so many different so many different factors that go into that. But I mean, I compute that very quickly. I mean, as do you, I would imagine. I mean, I compute that very quickly. Um wh- you know, what what is uh, you know, what is the intent of this beer? Where is it going? How am I going to store it? Um what are, what are the people or who are the people that are going to be enjoying it with me? Um, you know, what, um, a price almost never comes into the factor actually. Mm-hmm. Um, except for, uh, if, if I'm actually almost never, yeah, uh, actually, I agree with that. Um, uh, but I mean, there's so, there's, so there's sometimes when factors. I'm checking out that I go, Whoa, but it didn't affect me putting it in my cart in the first place. <laughs> No, no, absolutely not. But no, there's so many different factors. Um, but is is uh, uh, local a factor? Absolutely. I mean, almost every time. And oh, yeah. even if I'm out of town. So, anyways, is culture um, is culture anyways, a factor? It, I, uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, if if you want to um, culture in, so. We're, we're here. Uh, I mean, we're, you know, local. I mean, if I'm, if I'm not local, uh, culture, whatever. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, if I'm, if I'm somewhere else, am I trying to buy their beer? And is it local or is it culture? I mean, where, where's the delineation between sure. local and culture? Um, you know, I'm not sure. I'm sure it does play in, but into a factor. If there's um, if there's a place, you know, and uh, again, kind of going back to the Ryan guys thing, if if Ryan guys feels too corporate, but they they still make good beer and they're still local, and like does, but then there's another brewery that is making beer that is just as good, same price point, same flavor profile, all of those things that you want, but their culture yeah resonates I, with you more. Do you lean towards the place that resonates with you more? Because I do. I, I think there is. Well, I think I think for us, for having uh, being blessed with uh, Rheingeist for uh, ten years now. I mean, I think unfortunately they no uh, have no no. But hear me out. I th- I think unfortunately, um, what it is is that like, hey, you get out-of-town guests, that kind of thing. It's like, yeah. hey, I've had Ryan guys already. I've sure. been Ryan guys. I mean, what what else do you want me to see or have? And so and so, when you have uh, out-of-town guests that have been exposed to that already, they don't get re-exposed. And what uh, the def- definition of a customer is, is somebody who has bought your product and will buy it again. And so if, uh, by definition, those people that are in your circle and then come around again 
and are not going to have it just because they've had it already. Um, they may be exposed to other things. And I think we are, because we're not a flyover city anymore. Right. Uh, we are a beer destination. I think they may suffer from a little bit of that. Now, um, does that hurt them very badly? I don't think so. Um, is it good for the rest of the craft beer community in this city? I think it is. Um, and I think that anybody who has been to a place like Rheingeist and didn't go on their second trip, I think they would say, hey, if it's your first trip, like to their friends, their family, manor, uh, family members, if it's your first trip, hey, go there. Yeah. So it may, it may hurt the repeat guest to not go back, but it's not hurting the first-time guest. I think is is the way I would put that, and I think I think that's interesting though, because that, that's I think that's exactly like my mindset about Rheingeist is that you know if if somebody's coming into town and they're looking for places they have to go, you you have to go to Rheingeist for your first time because uh, that experience is is incredible, and uh, but uh, you can get it on the shelf anywhere you go. Uh, you don't need to go there your next time in town because there's a hundred other breweries that you need to go to, you know? And, and the same, same, the same goes for like on the shelf. Like if I'm buying an IPA, truth is great, but there are lots of other IPAs to kind of explore and, and experience. And like, I I, I would agree. And I, I think that the repeatability of Rheingeist uh, is, starting to suffer as they grow um when you when you walk into a uh, a bar and you see a Ryan guy's tap handle you almost you you don't notice it anymore and i think that that's that's a problem as well, a company it's it's not that you don't notice it anymore it's that you've you know you you probably already had it and no so, no like, um, I, no i think it's you, I, I think you, it's bigger than like you've already like i think that you don't even notice what it is like you don't you just kind of your mind passes over it because well, it's rangeist and you're you're so used to it being there i think they actually struggle from a different problem i think they struggle from a problem of uh they are on so many tap handles at places that are not craft beer bars that are, you know, that are um, mainstream tap rooms that maybe they don't go through their beer as well. I have had truth. Now, I mean, it wouldn't be a shock to anybody that when I go to a chain restaurant and when they have truth on tap, uh, that's what I ask for. Right. I've been, disappointed far more um, with the truth on tap uh, than um, I expected to be. I I get that. A, a, a chain, a chain restaurant. um, (laughs) First of all, Michael says, first of all, Michael says, may we all suffer as Ryan Geist has suffered over the last 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This this whole thing is like, is, is very silly, but (laughs) 
it's, it's beer it, nerd it, shit. Absolutely. <laughs> but absolutely. I mean, I go into a chain restaurant, I order a truth, and it, it smells terrible. It smells old. Yeah. And I, I, I do the thing where I say, hey, excuse me, this, this doesn't smell exactly right. It doesn't, it doesn't taste exactly right. Um, would you mind, um, can you pour this out? Can you pour me another? And they pour me another. And I was like, okay, this is a little better. So what that means is they haven't poured truth yeah. in at least that day, right? Cause the, the first pint of that day is, you know, stuff sitting in the lines for sure. who knows how long the, the overnight the previous day, whatever, or uh, depending on the place, nobody ever orders it. Uh, so, but anyways, um, tastes a little old. Um, then you get truth, tastes good, uh, you know, a little better, um, but it could be a little uh, long in the tooth and uh, you're fine with it. But man, if you get, if you get hit with that first truth, from a uh, a chain restaurant <laughs> that nobody gives a fuck about truth on, you get a just sixteen to twenty ounce pour of, <laughs> of feet. Uh, just trash. <laughs> it's feet. Yeah, just feet. You know, and it's happened to me more than oh, yeah. I've been there. On <laughs> one occasion, you know, and it's just you know, it's it's tough. And so anyways. But anyways, um, I know we're on the weekly pint. I know I called in and, you know, we're having fun. We could talk forever. Um, I will uh, let you go, uh, hang up, and uh, listen to the rest of the pod. But uh, Well, cheers, buddy. Thanks for calling in. Good talking to you, buddy. Uh, in theory, yeah. and I don't know if Julia has told you this, uh, you may be on next week's episode of Cincy Brewcast, too. So stay tuned. Well, in theory... <laughs> In, in in theory, Stay tuned for uh, that. in theory, I'm expecting it. So uh, in theory, everyone on here should know um, if 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 you like what we're doing, that's awesome. If you don't like what we're doing, um, it's still uh, awesome. Tune in anyway. Still awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks, buddy. Yeah. So yeah. See you. You're welcome. See you Talk soon. You. Cheers. Cheers, bud. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Uh, I I think the the idea that I keep uh, just. I keep getting stuck on is this idea of uh, the culture of, of a brewery. And if it matters to anybody else, and I, I, I still think it does. And I, I don't know. Uh, I have a couple more, um, uh, a couple more minor news things we, we should touch on before we go. But I, I finished my beer. This might be the first time in the history of the weekly pint that I've finished a beer um, let me grab another one. Um, this could get interesting. These could be really old. So let's let's see here. Let me crank some volume here. All right. Let's see what we got. All right, we're diving in. Oh, this. Okay. All right, this is a... Uh... <laughs> this is probably starting more of a discussion than we need to have on the weekly pint, but... Um... Before I crack this open, uh, let's jump into the uh, um, the next the next story. Um, actually, I'm gonna in my head. Let me 
Make sure I do this right. All right, this one, North High. Uh, you guys probably saw, or hopefully saw, if you follow me on social media. Um, I was uh, out and about uh, last week. Uh, was it last week? I don't remember. Time doesn't make sense. Um, I had seen or heard that uh, North High in Hyde Park had closed their doors. They hadn't posted anything, so I said, that's fine. Oh, that's that's interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do my do my gnome thing. I'm gonna go have lunch at North High uh, instead of going to Hyde Park, which I was fairly certain was closed. But I'm gonna go to Kimwood and I'm gonna um, kind of talk to them about uh, what's going on with with North High, uh, you know, poke around and um, kind of do my my thing. Uh, and they confirmed that yes, uh, North High uh, Hyde Park had closed. <laughs> As I'm having the conversation with them, and then I posted, uh, in the middle of all of that, they finally posted that, yes, the tap room in Hyde Park closed. Uh, I'm really, really interested to hear everybody's opinions and thoughts about why it closed, why you think it closed, were you expecting that it would close, uh, what does this mean for North High, does it mean anything, um, why you guys are putting your thoughts together i'm gonna crack open another beer and it's probably gonna start some more thoughts in your head uh we're gonna drink some bad tom this is don fernando this is a mexican lager uh sorry mexican style lager uh 5.4 percent 20 ibus really great artwork just i mean just beautiful i assume this is still lemon grenade creative uh, all it says is the story of Bad Tom Smith is one of redemption, both man and the brewery. Named for an infamous outlaw who was hanged in 1895, the brewery overcame an uneven start to begin producing quality beers made by good people. That is written on a can. That's beautiful. <laughs> They're like they. They mention on the can that the brewery had an uneven start, as they call it. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, let's see how uh, how even this beer is. I I love Sean over at Bad Tom. He is a great dude. Um, uh, it's it's it looks like a lager. It's clear. Um, I know that Bad Tom gets uh, some. Uh, some uh, I don't know some some blowback I guess we'll call it uh, online. All right. Uh, let's see, Marco. Something about chilies. <laughs> um. Uh, Sean. Uh, Sean White from uh, Nostalgia says I read an article that says the ventilation was terrible and it would cost too much to fix. That is definitely a part of it. We'll talk about that. That is part of it. Um, Julia says, "I always forget the North High had tap rooms here." To be honest, uh, that's that's a bigger problem. Marco says, "Not hazy." No, it is it is not hazy at all. Uh, uh, it's actually a uh, it's a good looking beer. I mean, there's maybe a touch of haze, but nothing that I would call hazy. Um, nice. Nice head on it. Let me let me stick my nose in here and see what's happening. 
Okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. There's a little bit of like that. That wordy kind of um, wort, worty. Sweetness, I guess, uh, but not bad. Nothing that nothing that I would be um, uh, upset about smelling. Okay, it is not not even close to the worst uh, Mexican lager that I've had in the last couple weeks. Not the best, but not the worst. Um to me that's um it's 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 on par with what what I expect it to be. That's a uh, it's 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 a fine beer. It's fine. Um I actually think that that is um going to do pretty good for them. Um it's fine. It's good. All right, let's uh, let's see. Russ says, just seems odd that they're adding breweries. At the same time, they're closing breweries. Yes, that's a that's <laughs> that's an interesting note. Marco says, I know what that means. No, it's not bad. It is not a bad beer. Um, <coughs> I would drink this um, over over a lot of other beers. Uh, uh, the hard part for me is that I'm, I'm a lager nut. This is not the best Mexican lager that I've had, but it's still better than some other beers that I've had recently. Um, it's fine. It, it, it is, it is fine. It's fine. It's a fine beer. Uh, Sean says, also, North High's relationship with Cohatch allows them to be super flexible. The same article mentioned the Cohatch would just repurpose the space and they walk away almost unscathed. That is a another massive part of it, is that it enables them to look at their space and be like, you know what, this really isn't working for us. Do you guys care if we just kind of go away? <laughs> they, they, they don't. They Cohatch does not care. <laughs> um so the biggest thing that uh, that I I got out of the things that I was reading um, was that uh, the reasons for their uh, closures so far, not specifically Hyde Park, but just in general, because they've had a few, um, all of them, every single one of them, one of the biggest things that they mentioned was outdoor seating. The places that they're closing do not have outdoor seating, which for some reason is a thing that North High thinks is uh super important which which it is but i don't know that it's as important as uh i I don't know that it should be the top of the priority list uh one of the other things that they mentioned about um hyde park specifically uh was uh, the ventilation as as sean mentioned uh the pizza ovens when they really got rolling with them and they were making a bunch of pizza it got really smoky inside the tap room which it did i experienced that it got smoky and it got hot and it just was uncomfortable. Uh, it was like it was not a fun tap room experience. It was a very different tap room than 
Kenwood. Like Kenwood feels like a tap room. It feels like a nice, like a nice restaurant. It feels like you sit down. Uh, there's tables. There's a bar. There's it's, it's comfortable. It's clean. It's uh, it's nice. Uh, Hyde Park felt like. <coughs> I mean, it felt like somebody taped it together and decided, you know what? Let's put a tap room here. It was. It it didn't feel like it was designed to be a tap room. It felt like um, it just it, it it felt half half thought out. Um, it should not be a place that is making uh, any kind of food that can produce smoke because it was so small and so compact. Um, great location, not not for what they were doing. Um, but I, I really don't, I don't think the beer is an issue. I don't think, um, I don't think the company is an issue from what I know about them. Um, I think that, uh, I think they're going to be fine. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but, uh, 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 man, uh, it's, it is hard or it, Maybe it's not. It should be hard to stroll into Cincinnati as an outside brand and open up a tap room and to coexist with what is happening here. Um, and I, I say that, and now looking at some of the brands that are doing it, they seem to be doing okay, be it North High or BrewDog or uh, West Sixth or, uh, you know, okay. Uh, it, it should be hard. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Um, so if somebody if somebody's able to do it, uh, more power to them. Uh, if North High uh, is able to keep Kenwood uh, up and running, which they say they're doing fine. Uh, they said they were doing fine in Hyde Park, too. They said business was great. Um, so we'll see. Um, supposedly, they have some plans for... Um, uh, more tap rooms still in the works. <laughs> Sean says low overhead. Uh, there's some. There's got to be some overhead going on there. Uh, maybe not Hyde Park. Hyde Park. Hyde Park seemed like it was low overhead. Uh, Kenwood has a little bit more. Uh, it's a little more involved. Um, it also. It seems. Seems weird to me. Um, if you guys haven't been to Kenwood, it's like. It's in the mall. I mean, not in the mall. It's on the mall. On the mall is a better way to put it. Uh, it's attached to the mall without an entrance via the mall. Like, you can't you can't be in the mall and get to the tap room. You have to, like, go outside and walk around and then come in. And there's not even, like, an easy way there to walk around and come in. you got to go out. I go down to the real fancy end with Tiffany's and all that and come outside and come it's it's not convenient uh which is interesting uh I think that um uh I think that that could be <laughs> figured out um Sean says uh, still co-hatch though right yes <sighs> although not as in your face as it was I think in um in Hyde Park uh the co-hatch uh partnership is uh is, is strange marco says i would imagine that the hyde park space was very high rent um i imagine uh, but it's also still with 
Cohatch. Uh, Cohatch owns the space or controls the space, whatever it is, in the same way they do in all of these local spots here. I know that's probably not the case with all of uh, North High's tap rooms, but um, locally here it is. Um, there, it's. I don't know. <laughs> the whole thing's the whole thing's strange. Um, so uh, that's North High. Uh, it's something to watch. Something to watch. Um, I I don't know that we are done hearing from them locally. Um, obviously, Kenwood is still open, or for a lot of people that I've talked to. Hey, Kenwood's open. If you didn't know it, uh, it's a great little tap room. Good beer, um, great food. Um, they have like these like 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 bowls that they serve. You know, you know, like meat and rice and stuff in a bowl. It's good. It's good food. Um, yeah, tap room is is it's it's tap room. Um, it's not going to get you that excited about much of anything, um, but it's good. Uh, one more story before we wrap things up because we are way over time for what this show is supposed to be. Um, but that's, uh, I guess, what happens when it becomes a show instead of um, just a happy hour. Um, and this is, a, this is a short one, but it's one that uh, uh, brings a lot of joy to my heart. 16 lots. Uh, these guys. <laughs> so uh, let's throw it all out on the table. Uh, there were a lot of people that I talked to that were not happy with 16 lots. Uh, when I talked to them, uh, we'll say, we'll call it a year ago, year, year and a half ago. People were not, uh, not, not super happy with, with what they were doing. Um, in fact, uh, supposedly 16 lots at one point was for sale. Uh, that's a, a discussion for a different day. Uh, but, um, within the last, uh, the last year or so, they, they announced, uh, plans for their second location. Um, the Southern outpost down at Newport on the levee, um, which hopefully the, uh, uh Newport police department will be uh, happy with me coming down there and, uh, and, and vibing <laughs> once, uh, once it opens, because, uh, I'm pumped and I get more and more pumped every day about what they're doing. Uh, Chris Mitchell is on board as uh, uh, their uh, their brewer down there in Newport. Um, you guys know Chris Mitchell. Uh, started Listerman to Woodburn um, to OTR Stillhouse, um, now to uh, uh, 16 Lots. Um, the reason I talk about them tonight is because uh, when I was picking up the... Uh, the beer that I defaced uh, this West Coast IPA from uh, 50 West. I learned that uh, Josh Wilson, um, uh, Lord Duckworth, for anybody who uh, um, is a uh, Instagram uh, person, is no longer at 50 West because he is now moved over to 16 Lots. He is now the head brewer at 16 Lots Mason. So you've now got this team of um, Chris Mitchell at 16 Lots Southern Outpost in Newport and Josh at 16 Lots Mason. Uh, I, this uh, this is looking like a, a brewery that I want 
a lot of things to do with. <laughs> uh, you couple that up with a, uh, a food program that I know is going to be great, a uh, hospitality program that I know is going to be good, uh, ownership that I know is gung-ho about making this something that is unique and special. Uh, everything that uh, every... Uh, Every negative thing that is in my head keeps getting smacked away by by something that is uh, very positive. Um, so I'm I'm actually kind of really excited about what is happening with them right now. Um, they have uh, more more opening dates. <laughs> I, you know, I, I always hesitate to say opening dates for anybody. Um, uh, more so when um, they've had a couple come and go and um, whatever. <laughs> but uh, hopefully in the near future, you will hear me uh, sit down and talk ab uh, about and with these guys um, on uh, Cincy Brewcast. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited. Um, some, some good beer, uh, definitely coming from uh from 16 lots and that is a way longer episode than it was supposed to be we're like twice as long uh, i gotta figure this thing out man i don't know how uh <laughs> how the local news people do it and keep it <laughs> compact and man uh any last thoughts from anybody before we cut this thing off and I go drink my Don Fernando. Um, I appreciate all of you guys immensely for hanging out with me, um, listening to the show, taking part in the show. Um, if you like this, if you like any of this, um, tell your friends, share, share it with people. <laughs> Marco says they don't have me call in. Julia says you just need to get better at reining us, reining in us cats. And that's the whole point of the show. Without that, there is no show. Um, I appreciate everybody for uh, for calling in, for taking part in the chat, for just listening. Uh, share it with your friends. Tell people about it. Um, it's wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Hopefully, if you have a spot that you like to get your podcast and you don't hear this one, I don't know how you're listening. But if you don't hear it, uh, tell me, and we'll get it there. Share it with people. Uh, if you really, really like it and you want to support it, go to thegnarlygnome.com slash support. Um, that helps a lot, and it helps kind of uh, push other projects along that, uh, that I'm playing around with in my head. <laughs> some of them are great. Some of them are not. Um, but um, without you guys, um, we, can't, we can't figure out which are which. Um, so thank you guys. Uh, we will be back next week uh, with both this show and Cincy Brewcast. And then hopefully soon uh, an episode of Drinking with a Gnome. Hopefully soon. Uh, Julia says, always love the money chats. Uh, have an awesome week. Uh, cheers. Cheers to you. Cheers to everybody. We'll, we'll see you soon. Um, thanks, guys. <laughs> it's always fun. I can't believe I finished an entire beer during the show. That's a that's a record. 
<laughs> Cheers, everybody. We'll see you soon. There's lots of stuff to talk about. I'm thinking about now all of the things I didn't mention on this episode that I should have. Lots of stuff coming. See you soon. most reckless thing in the world is making podcasts about beer because you're drinking while you make a podcast it's stupid anybody that's thinking about doing a podcast don't do it about beer do it about like i don't know cheeseburgers cheeseburger cats